Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. Your best days will always start with a great night of sleep. Join Dr. K as he invites you in to talk tips and tricks to help you sleep better, stop snoring, be healthier, and live a more energetic and productive life. Learn how to make sleep your best friend. Explore ways to wake up feeling more refreshed and discover how to carry that newfound energy throughout your day. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a cup of bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, a show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And let's face it, who doesn't want that? And speaking of someone who doesn't want that, I've got my buddy Dwayne back in the studio again. Dwayne, how's this going? Good, good. I had a great week. I was up in Seattle for the weekend, had uh, some great sleep, and the Rams lost. That was terrible, but... Uh, but we bounce back because this week we have the Chinese New Year, so hoping to get some good Chinese food down in Monterey Park or Rosemead, so it's all good. Probably some pork, I guess, because it's Year of the Pig. Right? Yeah, whatever it takes, yes, <laughs> the Year of the Pig. All right, so uh, let's get started here. Uh, I'd like to start the show off again with something I call the lighter side of sleep, and this time it's a true or false question. So, Dwayne, true or false, humans are the only mammal that can delay sleep. I'm going to say false because I had a dog, Tucker, that was pretty smart. As smart as you think his dog, as your dog is, it's actually true. Uh, humans have the unique ability to tell our body no to exhaustion, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, you don't see your dog typically at night scrolling on Facebook and watching reruns of Seinfeld, right? Yeah, he's definitely more of a YouTube guy. YouTube guy. <laughs> So, you know, think about this. Like, animals like cows, monkeys, sheep, uh, they basically have to go to sleep when their body tells them to. So uh, that kind of is a little bit of the essence of the show is, you know, be mindful of, of when you need to go to sleep and do what you got to to get to that point. Uh, because, you know, pushing sleep out further, I'm not sure if that's a blessing or a curse. Beware of the hints that your body is trying to communicate to you. This is exactly right. All right. So on to today's show. Basically, today is something that I'm very excited about. Uh, whenever I go to dinner parties or events uh, and people find out what I do, I tend to get bogged down with questions like, how do I get better sleep? How do I get my husband to stop snoring? Why am I always so tired? And I figured instead of answering these questions one by one, we would kind of group them all together and call this the top 10 sleeping tips for 2019. I like it. I like it too. So we're going to talk about things like sleep hygiene. We're going to learn more about this stuff called hacking or biohacking. I know I've thrown that word out a little bit. Uh, we'll get deeper into that. Uh, we're going to talk about action steps that you can take literally tonight to get some better sleep. So, so sleep hygiene, it sounds like another thing. Another reason my girlfriend can break up with me. What's, what's that about? Well, besides not doing a good job with your oral hygiene and brushing your teeth, sleep hygiene is basically all the steps that we take throughout the day to funnel ourselves down into a good night's sleep. So oral hygiene is going to be brushing, flossing, mouthwash, 
uh, all that. And we can get into that one on another show. But uh, sleep hygiene is kind of the, the hot topic. And um, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things. And I think you're going to be really excited. Excellent. I'm even going to throw out one more kind of hot word for you right now. Paleo. 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 You've heard of paleo, right? Paleo diet? Yeah, the paleo diet, sure. Paleo diet. Eat like a caveman, right? Yes. So I've got one for you here. Paleo sleep. All right. So we're going to talk about sleeping like a caveman or cavewoman, I guess, right? Excellent. I'm, I'm curious. Well, I'll take care of that curiosity shortly. All right. So on to tip number one. I guess we can call it hack number one as well, too. Um this one's pretty straightforward, although it's not super easy to execute for everyone all the time, but it is fundamental, and that's setting up a sleep schedule. It's one of the simplest things to do. What you just need to do, go to sleep and wake up at the same time. I mean, you usually do that, or you find yourself sleeping in on the weekend? Yeah, or? so I actually have this thing on my iPhone uh, that goes off at uh, 1030 at night, which basically says, dude, it's time to go to bed. You need to listen to your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if we're able to fall asleep at the same time and wake up at the same time, that means we're getting in line with our circadian rhythm. Yes, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Right. So circadian rhythm, basically, the way I explain it is think of like uh, the sprinkler uh, system at home. And there's a certain, like a metal disc that spins around. It's like a little clock. And you sure. can put these two little things to kind of plug when the water turns on, when it turns off. Same thing in our body. We have this little internal clock that's spinning at a set rate. And what we need to do is time when we go to sleep and when we wake up to match that clock. Otherwise, we're going to pay the price. So should part of that schedule, should we be eating the same time and then, you know, and then have a certain amount of time between and then go to bed? Or or is it mainly just focus on the time you go to bed? It's both. And we're going to get into uh, eating and timing of that as well, too, because that makes a difference as well. So. Tip number two, light, uh, actually dark, a dark bedroom. So what does that mean, right? Uh, Have you heard of blackout curtains? Sure. Okay. So let's do this one. We're in LA, right? Uh, Fairly close to Vegas. I'd say most people have been to Las Vegas, right? A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. And, And what's one thing that's just about in every single hotel room there, uh, ubiquitous all over Vegas, other than the mini bars? Uh, No clocks. No clocks is one. Yeah. The other is the curtains. Okay. Next time you go there, look at the rooms, and you know when you close the curtains, the light black, uh, the room blacks out, right? And, and why do they do that? Because no. what happens is you know, you're out drinking, partying, gambling, whatever it is. By the time you get home at night, it's already so late, or back to the room at night, it's already so late that you're going to need those curtains to close uh, so the sun doesn't interfere with you waking up in the morning. So you're, you're able to control your uh, light there. So oh, Excellent. Okay. Yeah. On to tip number three, quiet and sounds, right? We want a quiet place when we go to sleep at night. So one thing obviously is, you know, uh, double insulated windows or heavy curtains. If you've got traffic noise outside or air, airplanes or freeway noise, things like that. Uh, but one that's a lot more kind of close to home is dealing with someone who makes noise, whether that's you or the partner or spouse who's snoring at night. Of course I don't snore. No, nobody does. Everybody's in denial, and, and that's a problem. But uh, that's going to be one of the things we're going to talk about as well, too. So. So, so do you recommend for you know for someone who has noise going on, whether it's outside or someone who snores, 
do you recommend that they wear earplugs or, or what? Earplugs can be a solution. Obviously, if you're making the noise, you probably need some kind of medical help to get that fixed. Uh, and uh, another could be like a white sound machine, a white noise machine. And, and that people tend to like that as well, too. So on to tip number four, uh, cool room and or bed. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? So do you know what the best temperature is to go to sleep at? Uh, no idea. I like it not too hot and not too cold. So whatever temperature that is. That's called the Goldilocks temperature, okay, right? There yeah. You go. yeah. So uh, research has shown that the temperature is about 68 degrees or less. Okay. Uh, to me, that's a little bit chilly, but I, I grin and bear it and take it because I know it's good for my sleep. Uh, obviously, it's easier in the wintertime, not so easy in the summertime. So if you uh, don't want to air condition the entire house in the summertime, one of the tricks you can do is, is get what's called a bed cooling device. Uh, and they sell these things that can circulate cold water throughout your mattress or fan air through the mattress and actually cool your body temperature down. And, and why, do you want, why do you want cooler temps? Because what happens is, as the temperature goes down, your body gets in, into deeper sleep. Hmm. And, and, and I got one little tip for you on this one as well, too. And bonus tip, uh, if you've got cold hands or cold feet, like I've got particularly icy cold feet, um, you're not going to be able to fall asleep. Any reason? No. Any guesses? I, I have no idea. So I actually have warm hands, I've been told. So yeah. Warm sure. hands are good, yeah. Right. Uh, the problem is, is if you've got cold extremities, uh, your body temperature needs to be equalized from your internal uh, middle of your body to your extremities. And, and if your hands and feet are cold, uh, your body is not going to go to sleep. So they have to be all okay. at the same temperature to fall asleep. Okay. So, so wear some socks if you've got cold feet. Yes. Okay. Tip number five. This one uh, is a biggie. Uh, this is for the coffee drinkers. All right. We all love to have a nice uh, cup of coffee in the morning. Research is showing that uh, coffee's got more benefits than we've uh, previously thought. One of the things that comes with coffee is caffeine, right? So what we want to do is make sure that we cut off our caffeine intake uh, generally around 2 p.m. Uh, because it's going to take about six hours for that caffeine to metabolize or wear off. Um, and so, so now would you say that that applies to chocolate? And to tea, which also has some caffeine. Right. Chocolate does have caffeine uh, and, and tea can. So I would say uh, if you're going to go the route of more coffee or tea at night, look at the decaffeinated or herbal versions of those. Uh, chocolate, I think, in a small amount at night um, can actually help with some sleep. Okay. So just to be clear then, no coffee and lots of chocolate is what you're saying. Isn't that nice? Okay. Perfect. All right. On to the next one, and that's our friend uh, alcohol. Um Alcohol is uh, something that the, the entire world uses as a sleep aid, uh, for better or worse. Um, the problem with alcohol is that it interferes with circadian rhythms. Back to that thing we talked about, about the internal clock. Mm -hmm. When you take that, that throws you out of sync. Um, it suppresses something called melatonin as well. Melatonin is what we release at night to go to sleep. So taking that is going to uh, put your sleep out further. Uh, the reduction in REM sleep. So uh, people who drink at night tend to dream less, which... Something we talked about before with REM sleep of how important it is. So uh, the best kind of rule of thumb is generally one hour uh, per drink uh, to metabolize. So if you're expecting to go to sleep two, three hours from now, you're up to two, three drinks is, is as far as you want to go. Um, alcohol will make the snoring worse. Uh, I talk to that about my patients all the time. And if you're snoring, you're also probably bothering your partner as well. That's true. Excellent. So we've gone through the first six 
We've got a handful more and we'll be back in just a minute. Sleeping in separate bedrooms because of snoring is lousy. Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause high blood pressure, weight gain, and fatigue, and even a heart attack. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts. A $300 value free. Call Snore Experts now. 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep and avoid serious health conditions and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts and mention KKLA. 888-31-SNORE. Five SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888-31-SNORE. Snore. All right, on to tip number seven. And this one has to do with timing of food. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, but, um, you know, generally what time do you go and eat? Jeez, you know, I'm all over the board. I'll eat anywhere between seven and nine. And, And then I'm normally... I, the iPhone tells me to go to bed at 10.30. Then what time does the iPhone tell you to eat? Yeah, you know, but I, I normally go to bed at around 11 or 11.15. Okay, so here, here's a tip you can try. Okay. Uh, generally what I tell patients is you want to eat no later than sunset or two hours before bed. And the problem is, is if you eat later than that, uh, you're going to release glucose as you eat. And, and that's one of the byproducts of metabolism. And, and glucose release will actually inhibit melatonin release. So there's a connection there, and, and that's going to delay your onset of sleep. Uh, and then the other big one is digestion uses energy. So if your body's busy digesting that food, it's not devoting that energy to falling into deeper sleep. So so are you talking about right the big meal of dinner or just don't eat anything after that point? So I'm talking about dinner specifically oh, okay. because okay. – Usually so there's still room for all that chocolate yeah, we talked yeah, about. Yes, the chocolate cake could be later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Checking. Tip number eight. Uh, and this one's uh, – I'm a big fan of this one here. And this is basically no phones or blue light in the bedroom at night. Uh, and, and this wasn't an issue back in that paleo days, right? Cavemans didn't have light. Uh, but Ed, our friend Edison decided to invent the light bulb. And even that still wasn't that big of an issue because the light bulbs were low wattage and they were incandescent and they had a kind of a low color spectrum. Yeah. Uh, problem is, is now, you know, we've gotten bigger, brighter, stronger, and bulbs have gotten out of control with their power. And, and that spectrum is killing your eyes at night in your sleep. Uh, I think it's an epidemic. You know, if you look at kids, I mean, your kids are probably on the phone all the time at night. Yeah, I mean, one, you know, one of the problems for me, actually, so I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and uh, I'll always want to know what time it is, right? I want to know how much time I have left, so mm-hmm. so I look at my phone. Right. And I think, you know, most of us are also using our phones as an alarm, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is difficult to just abandon the phone in the bedroom, but I guess, I mean, it sounds like it's important. It is important. So I've got two little uh, 
tips you can do with that. One of them, there's these alarm clocks that you can actually tap on the top of the alarm clock and it'll read out the time for you so you don't have to see or hear or do anything. I mean, you can is hear Is there it. an app for that? There is always an app for okay. that. And there's our friend Alexa, too. And if you actually ask her what time it is, and, and she'll tell you and you don't have to do a thing. So I don't trust Alexa, don't but trust that's another show. Alexa loves you. Yes. So when you get into your bed, you basically want to shut down your phones. You don't want to be watching TV. Literally, it's lights out, go to sleep. Because if you are staying up in bed, then you're fooling your brain to thinking, well, the bed is somewhere where I need to be awake at. So let me ask you this then. So, you know, I I think a lot of people like me like to read before we go to bed. So do you recommend not reading in bed? That's a tricky one because, yeah, you can – uh, read at night to go to sleep. But again, reading in bed is going to kind of associate staying awake while being in bed, which you don't okay. want. Got it. So right. only sleeping. Sleep in bed. In bed. That's okay. what it's made for. Yeah. Yes. All right. Tip number nine. Uh, and this one has to do back to those three pillars that we talked about. W- one is uh, nutrition, one is sleep, and one is movement. So this one's movement. And this is basically... Uh, move for 30 minutes a day. Uh, and the reason I say this is because, you know, I watch a lot of, I follow a lot of high-performing athletes and, and these biohacking type people, and they all have vigorous athletic routines, and they're pushing hard every day. And funny enough, even through all that, they still set aside 30 minutes to just go for a walk. Uh, preferably, if you do it during the day, you're also going to get a bonus of vitamin D, uh, which will help in uh, regulate uh, your internal circadian rhythm clock. So, uh, the benefits of going for a walk, obviously, if you're not staring at your phone, you're probably just going to get some fresh air, get to get a time to kind of uh, wind down. I listen to music or make phone calls with some headphones, uh, and it helps to keep the, the fluids running through the body, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. So uh, one other idea that, that I received recently from a chiropractor, um, you know, we had talked about walking and and – during lunch, often I'm at the desk or I'm making calls or whatever. And one of the things that he talked about is even just standing up and simulating being on a trampoline or something. Yeah. Right? So so just getting that motion going um, in, instead of walking. Yeah. I mean, you've seen these things now. They have these stand-up desks, right? Then they have these stand-up sit-down desks that go up and down. So basically getting up off that chair, move around a little bit. If you can get out for 30 minutes at lunch fantastic great all right ready for tip number 10 yes okay this one's awesome and i and i'm a big fan of this one here and this is mindfulness and meditation m&m right and basically what this is is helping to train your brain to slow down at night i mean we're all got a million things going on in our head we've got you know that little crazy voice back there uh, that's trying to sum up our day and trying to kind of sabotage our sleep and our next day as well so you really want to slow down at night. Um, what I do, I have my little buddy, Alexa, that you're not a big fan of, but uh, no. <laughs> she helps put me to sleep at night. And she'll actually tell my kids bedtime stories, too, but that's a whole separate thing. So what I do is I'll tell Alexa, um, you know, do a meditation for me. And, and what she'll do is she'll load up a five-minute thing, and it's a, called a guided meditation. And, and they'll come on, and, and they'll tell you how to breathe, what to think about, and, and literally hold your hand uh, while you fall asleep, 95% of the time, I don't even make it till the end of that meditation and I'm out. Wow. So 
Um, so when we talk about going to bed, right, and getting that that eight hours of sleep, um, so when you hop in bed, right, should should the thought be, I'm going to be asleep in 15 minutes, or what? What's the, a realistic goal of being asleep once you're in bed? Because I've had situations where I hop in bed, I feel tired. But an hour later, I'm still rolling around. Right. I mean, if you feel like you're going to be up for a while, then just don't go in bed. I mean, literally, once you're getting in bed, you've kind of committed. And it should take, you know, 12 to 15 minutes. That's kind of the latency period. A lot of patients I see who are suffering from you know, snoring and sleep apnea are exhausted. They fall asleep within a minute or two, so, yeah. uh, which is too fast. So we, we want to have that little kind of window of wind down, uh, and off we go. So, and I guess that window of wind down. So if you have kids, mm-hmm. you really need to build that in, right? right? Absolutely. Because, because they need to finish up their homework and get to bed, and then you need your time to be able to wind down. All right. So one of the other questions that I had, and I know in tip six, we were talking about no alcohol before bed, right? And I think that, you know, that not having a couple of drinks before bed, but there, you know, there are some of us, you know, who, who, who might sip wine before bed or might have a scotch before bed. So, you know, is there, is there an allowance there for that? Or should we really just cut off the alcohol two hours before and, you know, what's the... I mean, we're all going to have our... Uh... Is there alcohol that's that's better than, right? So, you know, scotch versus this. Well, they're all going to be metabolized. You know, there, there's your, your hard alcohol, there's your beer, and there's your wine. And they're all going to be metabolized based off of the alcohol percentage in there. So that's where you have to be careful of how much you have, whether you're going to have two beers, two glasses of wine, one alcoholic drink. So... Okay. Yeah, but generally, you know, as we get older, we, we don't metabolize alcohol as well, and it, it tends to do more harm than good. So I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but generally, uh, I'm a lightweight these days. I don't drink that much. Lighten up in the alcohol. I'm a lightweight as well, but every now and then, you know, before you read or whatever, it's nice to have a little drink. So, listen, I think these these 10 tips, right, They're they're great tips. They seem to me, pretty easy to incorporate into uh, my nightly ritual. Um, So one of the things we can do, uh, we'll take Dr. K's 10 tips. We will put them on snoreexperts.com. If you go to the website, uh, click on About Us, you'll see the the radio show um, podcast link, and we'll have the 10 tips uh, posted uh, shortly so you can download those and hopefully incorporate those into your life and get some better sleep. That's the whole goal. And and, and please let us know if any of these uh, you try and they work out for you. We're always looking to get some feedback from our uh, audience. Excellent. So what what are a couple of, of the other shows upcoming that we should be looking forward to? So I'm excited because I've got a whole bunch of shows lined up for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about snoring and sleep apnea, which is a huge one. Uh, and then another one is supplements and sleep, which people ask me about Yeah, all supplements. The time. I'm really excited about that, right? Because just, just figuring out what's real and what's not real. I'm, I'm really excited about the supplements thing. It's a booming industry. Excellent. And uh, technology and gadgets, we're going to talk about that and a lot more, so stay tuned. 
This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and thanks for tuning in to The Best Night Ever. Thank you for joining us at The Best Night Ever, our weekly look at achieving better sleep and better health. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. 888-31-SNORE. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.